0: Welcome to Lexi Chronicles. Before I jump into this episode, I wanted to start off by talking about why I wanted to start a podcast. This is something that I'm very passionate about is starting this podcast. It has very much been a passion project for me and it was always something that I thought I couldn't do or didn't have the time to do. Being a single mom in a co-parenting relationship, it feels like you have zero time to do anything that you want to do. But I had reached out to somebody that I made a connection with on the internet and she gave me <laughs> some really sound advice and reminded me that there's never a right time to start something that you want to do. So when I started looking at how I wanted to do a, do this podcast, I sat down and I really thought about the topics that I wanted to talk about and the niche and finding the correct place for me when it came to podcasting. But the reality of the situation is, is that I don't fit into a box um, at all. I'm going to be honest. It is going to kind of be a mismatch of things I want to talk about, everything in between. There's no real script or niche or place to be. Um, and I do have a tendency to ramble. And I'm going to try my best not to ramble in these podcast episodes for you guys because I feel it's important that I don't ramble and that I try to stay on topic. Um, so that's kind of why I decided to call this podcast The Lexi Chronicles. This is very much me, um, talking about the things I want to talk about and the things I'm passionate about and sharing my experience and sharing my journey. And I'll be honest, it's not always easy for me to talk about various things. Um, there are a few podcast episodes that I have started mapping out, like I did this one, and I've just realized that they're going to be hard topics for me. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of my thought process and my journey when it comes to this podcast. I hope it's something that I enjoy. Um, I will say that I do appreciate feedback, um, but I can be a little hard on myself and take criticism not always the best. So if you have any suggestions, I just ask that you be kind. Um... That's something that's really important to me is kindness, and I just felt the need to say that. So for the first conversation with my podcast, besides the welcome part of this, I sat down and I really thought about what I wanted to talk about. There are a lot of things in my life recently and past that I've I've kind of sat down and I wanted to talk about and I really wanted to touch on, but for my first episode, this topic felt right. And the reason it felt right was because this journey hasn't been easy um, in regards to co-parenting. We're just going to throw it out there. It's co-parenting. And like I said, it hasn't been an easy journey to get to this point. And me and, him, me and my son's father still have a lot of growth to do. Um, for this podcast, out of respect for him, I will never say his name. We have very different opinions on what life should look like and how our son should be raised, and we are allowed those opinions, Um, but because of the fact that he is not out there in social media like I am and he is not sharing a lot about his journey, our son, I give him privacy. So I will never use his name. The second thing is, is that this is not a bash against Joshua's father in any capacity, um, he has to come to a place of understanding and growth in himself before he can be what I feel Joshua needs. Now, with that being said, I also feel like there are a lot of people that assume that because we're co-parenting that we're together. There is no romantic relationship. We very much co parent and we do what's best for my son. Now, I will say that my situation is not the same as everyone else's. What worked for me may not work for you. It's all about perspective and what works for you. Um, you know, because in the beginning of my co parenting relationship, I followed a lot of co parenting blogs, like Moms of Tampa and all these people. Who had sound advice but in my situation it didn't work for me. So I just wanted to give those key points before I jump in. I also want to say I don't have headphones on and I'm recording this on a brand new mic. know nothing about the mic learning as I go so please just um, be respectful and understand the situation. Thank you! Okay so I'm gonna jump right in. I have notes on my phone so If it ever seems a little scripted, it's because I want to make sure that I talk about everything that I want to talk about without getting off on a tangent. So, our first conversation about our son was, to be honest, when I found out I was pregnant. Me and Joshua's father were no longer together when I received the news that I was having a baby. And... You know our relationship fell apart for the reasons that it did I'm not going to get into that part of our relationship so one of the first conversations we had was about involvement in regards to his relationship with Joshua and what he wanted and I will be fair to him he was a hundred percent honest with me about what he about at the time about what he wanted to do now I will preface this by saying he was honest about what he wanted, but what happened became very different. So he made it abundantly clear that he wasn't sure how much involvement he wanted to have with our son. And at the beginning, that was really hard to hear. Not because of me or my feelings or because I never wanted my son to be without his other parent. I I didn't understand where he was coming from with this. And for me, it felt like, okay, we're not in a relationship, so you want nothing to do with this child. At that time was kind of the situation. There was a lot of resentment and anger on my part in the beginning because I just was trying so hard to understand him and why he was choosing to be the way that he was choosing to be. So that was our first conversation. I had Joshua. I gave birth to him. I was alone minus my parents. He did not come. He was told I was in labor. He felt that he needed certain things of me before he would even consider coming to the hospital or meeting his son for the first time. Now, with that being said, I felt it was unnecessary for him to feel the way that he felt. But hindsight, looking backwards, I get that we were not together at that point, And he took it as he wanted a paternity test because he didn't know if I was telling the truth. I understand that now, in that moment, I didn't understand it. So from there, it started slowly with us. Um, For me, I didn't have a lot of trust in him and his family. I wasn't entirely sure what their motives were, what their plans were, what exactly was going to happen in regards to what they wanted from me and what they wanted from Joshua. Now that being said... They came a month later after he was born, after the paternity test was done, to meet their grandchild and to meet, and for jo- and for Andrew to hold Joshua for the first time and all the things. So that was a really good experience. Um, his parents really have stepped up to the plate and have really helped, and I never want to discredit them or disrespect them because they have been wonderful. But there has been a lot in our co-parenting journey that I have felt that they've contributed to the issues. So that's when he met Joshua. And he really, really started to take an involvement when his parents started taking Joshua for me, um, you know, so I could work. I never had to pay for childcare, which is a huge blessing. And I'm aware of that. But then as time went on, I started to notice that he spent less and less time with Joshua and that he was seeing, Joshua was seeing his parents more than he was seeing his dad. And I was really frustrated and really resentful of this because he got to go live his life and he just didn't seem to care that he was missing out on so much with his son And it was really frustrating for me because we started out the gate, like, he was helping, he was, you know, showing support, he was coming to see his kid, he was doing the things, you know, the things that you want your co-parent to do. So I didn't understand the shift in behavior. For me, it was really, really frustrating. And he would come to doctor's appointments, and he would be present, and he would be there for these big things and then I would sit there and be like but you're not showing up for your kids so how is that fair and for me I never wanted money from him I wanted Joshua to have his father so I like I said I had very much anger and resentment I couldn't understand why he didn't want to be around our son and why he wanted to miss things because I've never wanted I wanted to be present for everything from day one. I've never wanted to miss anything. And there was a point where I was working two jobs and I was missing things. And that was part of the reason I left my second job. It's because I never got to see my kid. And I wanted to see my son. And I never understood how somebody could not want that. And I don't know if I'll ever really understand it. Or respect it but I'm starting to see now the way things are which we'll get to so from there when he started to stop showing around and his parents were watching my son I had to make a decision about how much involvement I wanted to allow his grandparents to have and at the time I wanted to wash my hands of his parents, too. Because in my mind, I was like, if he's not going to help, why would I give his parents anything? But then I realized that that wasn't fair. My decision in regards to what I wanted Josh to have, I had to really sit down and think about what did I want Joshua to have in his life? And I realized that, okay, so his father wasn't going to be in the picture as much as I want him to be for Joshua. I realized that the only connection he has to his dad is his parents and his two brothers. And for me, I decided that it was more important for my son to have a relationship with Some sort of relate on his dad's side of the family. And then instead of nothing at all. Sorry, someone decided to call me in the middle of this. So that is the reason that I chose to allow my son to have his relationship with his father. With his father's family. Now, in regards to me and Andrew's relationship during this time frame. Because for the last... Four years minus the year he was like a baby my involvement has strictly been with his parents and very minimal communication with him and the reason has been um especially this year which we'll get into is because I still tell him everything that goes on because the door is always open to my son's father to come back into the equation and to be a parent. Um does that mean that it's easy? No. I'm never going to sit here and say that co-parenting is easy cuz I'm sorry, that is a that is a lie. That people tell. I don't feel like there's ever I ever like a perfect co-parenting situation. I definitely feel like there's seasons and for the last four years, we were in a season of minimal involvement from his father. And he saw Joshua when he saw Joshua, which is very much the case um, still. Um, but our situation has changed into more of a conflict situation. The reason being is that Joshua's father feels strongly in his feelings about various things, which he's allowed to have his opinion and his feelings and all of that. I've never once said that he's not allowed to say that. The last year with Joshua starting school and the various things have gone on, like my son having Sensory issues and all these things have been really hard to navigate. And the issue that I have been struggling with in our current season of, I would say, conflict is that he never wants to be a part of decision making in my son's life. But wants to come around after the decisions are made to ask his questions and to be like, why'd we do that? And for me, that's been frustrating. So how have I been handling this conflict season? I have been doing the things that I need to do for me and my son that put my mental health in this situation at the forefront. Um, I have put boundaries in place with him. I keep my conversations about Joshua, about the parenting plan, and about anything in that nature. Um, I also screenshot anything that I feel I need to in case we ever end up back in court again. Um, now that's to say that I'm not living in a state where we're going back to court. I just always have my records on hand for any situation that involves my son. I basically have receipts for everything in regards to my son. I have receipts from his old little therapist. I have everything because that's just how I am. I like to have everything on hand so I can be like, you know what? I have this information that says the otherwise. I've learned that that's the way that I just need to operate when it comes to various things with my son, especially having special needs. I need to make sure that I have um, everything I need on hand. So, one thing that really helps is those boundaries and that minimal communication. Now, I want to say that we don't use a co parenting app. I've never used a co parenting app, I know nothing about the co parenting apps. So if you have those questions, please direct those to somebody with more experience. Um, Minimal communication helps me deal with that. Now, I will say something else that has really, really helped me has been therapy. And I know people are going to come out the woodwork and be like, therapy. The reason that I chose to do therapy, besides the anxiety and the issues that I struggle with, which will be a later podcast episode, I carried for the last four years a lot of anger and resentment towards my son's father. And I want us to get to a place where, in a dream world, my co-parenting relationship looks very much like the one from Moms of Tampa, where they all get along, they all vacation together, they all do the things. Is that my reality? No. Is it going to be my reality? Probably not. But I strive every day to put Joshua first. And what that means has been minimal communication, allowing as much access that he wants to Joshua. And if that means he's inconsistent, he's in and out, he's in and out. Now, With that being said, have I done more harm than good? I don't know. I don't know if Joshua's dad being in and out right now is the best thing for Joshua. I really don't. But I know that wiping my hands of his father, I don't feel is the solution. Because he can be a great dad. And I know he can. And that is part of the reason why I've had such anger and resentment towards him over these last four-ish years and really unpacking that in therapy has made me realize that I can only control what my parenting situation looks like. So if if my parenting relationship is great, which it is, then that's all that I can control. I can't control if somebody decides to show up. I can't control if their relationship isn't good. I can't fix it. The person who can fix it is his father. The only job I have is to communicate about Joshua and that is what I do. I will not sit here and lie and say, we don't argue, we don't fight, because we are very much in a conflict season. We have very different ideas of what Joshua's education looks like, what Joshua's vaccination schedule looks like. We have varying degrees of what Joshua's summer is supposed to look like. We're never going to be 100% on the same page. And, you know, my therapist told me the other day something that really struck a chord with me. Even if we were together in a relationship, we would never be on the same page parenting-wise. So why am I expecting that from him now? And when she presented me with that, I'll be honest, I was angry. I was like, well, this chick doesn't know a darn thing about my situation. But the reality of it is, is that That is the truth. Because as I was looking, as I was thinking back to various people that I've seen married and in relationships and parenting, that's very much reality. I don't think two people are ever on the same page when it comes to parenting. And I was also very resentful because I felt like I was the one constantly giving up things. I have no social life. I rarely leave my house. I don't go to the gym. I don't work out. I don't date, really. I don't do these things because my son comes first. And, you know, I don't party. I never really partied to begin with, but now I really don't party. I don't go to concerts anymore. I don't see my best friend very often. You know, I don't do. I don't do anything but work, go to school because I'm finishing my bachelor's, and come home. Like those are my like those are my daily activities and be with my son. I mean, I go to school online, so I'm with my son twenty four seven. I The only time I really leave him is work. And before that, I left him with his parents instead of daycare, which is again, a huge blessing. But I never really like did anything outside of that. I don't even do anything on the weekends. I don't have my son except grocery shop and go get my nails done. That is the only thing I do for me. And I had a lot of resentment towards him because I felt like I was giving everything up while he got to live his life. Like, his life didn't change, but mine did. The reality of this situation is is that, as my therapist worded it, I made the choice to be a parent. He got to choose not to because his parents stepped up to the plate. Does that make his parents bad people? Never. But they were complicit in this. They helped make this a reality. And it's hard. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. So when we were in that therapy session, I sat down after that conversation and I decided that Something else that needed to change in my co-parenting relationship was I needed to get out of the house. I need human interaction. I can't just stay in my home. I thought that by giving everything up to be the best parent I could be was the solution. But the reality was that has created a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards somebody who was very honest from the beginning, that he didn't necessarily want to be a parent. So that is something I've implemented in my co-parenting situation, is therapy and doing stuff that means leaving the house. Doing stuff with Joshua that means leaving the house. Doing stuff on my weekends that I don't have him. And on days that I don't have him and I have the ability in my schedule to go somewhere and not just leave to go to the grocery store and that's it. So, something I've decided to do this summer is get a gym membership. I have not been to a gym since I discovered Beachbody. But because Beachbody is so expensive for me, something I'm going to do is one day leave the house, one day a week leave the house and go to the gym. Not worry about it, not think about it, go to the gym. I already have that day mapped out. It's the day that his grandparents will pick him up for summer camp and I will go to the gym. That is my day to go to the gym. I'm going to bring my clothes to summer school because I'm working summer school because I have no choice. Um, that, that's part of this, that's something that we're going to talk about in a minute. And I'm going to go to the gym that day. That is going to be the one day a week that I go to the gym because that's all I'm willing to commit to right now is one day a week. And I'm going to work out and I'm going to go home and I'm going to relax. That is going to be one outing that I do. I got me and Joshua an aquarium membership for the summer. So on the weekends that I don't have them or the days that I have them, we can go to the aquarium if we need to get out of the house. Me and Joshua staying in the house is not a solution. Like, don't get me wrong, we play in the backyard, but we don't really leave here. And again, that was my doing. The third so that is so the third thing is planning stuff to do on the days and the week weekends I don't have him. Besides grocery shopping, besides get my nails done, I've decided that I need to start allowing myself the freedom to do things that I want to do in the time frame that I don't have him. I'm not a bad mom if I go out with a friend. I'm not a bad mom if we do different things instead. Um, something else I've decided is that, so the third thing that has really affected my co-parenting relationship is me feeling extremely guilty for using his parents and my parents as much as I have for childcare situations when I've needed to work. So I've so something else I've done is I went on care.com, which is not something that I usually do, and I found a sitter. So if there's days that or evenings that I want to go out and I don't want to ask for extra, I have someone in place. Because that has been a big part of the reason why I've stayed in the house is because I felt guilty for using my parents and his parents for extra because for me, it didn't make sense. But now that is something that I've implemented. The fourth thing that has really helped my co-parenting relationship, again, these work for me, not for you, has been lowering my expectations. So what I mean by that is, is if Joshua's father comes around and doesn't do much with Joshua like he did the other day or he tries to talk to me more than he does his son because he feels he needs to explain various things to me before he sees our son like why he hasn't seen him why he's selling his house and didn't tell me those sorts of things and I have decided that so that has been something that has really helped lowering my expectations what I expect from him when he comes here to see his son or when he shows up for something, I've lowered. Lowered the expectations. I'm not expecting some magical, like, Joshua, hi, hug. Like, that's not him. He very much shows up, does, says what he needs to say, sticks around for a little bit, and then leaves. That is what he does. He's not going to change that. And I'm not going to change that. So lowering my expectations has helped. Number five has been letting go of the guilt I have for choosing him as a father for my son. Now, I know that there are people that are going to comment and say, well, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you slept with him. No, no, I wasn't. Because the person I had a relationship with, with the person that I'm co-parenting with now are very different. The person that I was having a relationship with, this was where we were headed to begin with, except there was going to be a ring on my finger. Instead, we are in a different situation now. That's not reality. That's not what we chose. That's not how our relationship went. Instead, we very much didn't have that. He became a different person. He wanted no part in this relationship. He wanted no part in his son. So that is what we did. And number six has been really, this this is the last one, has been letting go of the need to rely on child support. So one of the biggest issues in my co-parenting relationship has been that he makes more money than me, and I cannot understand why he can't just do the financial basics. Listen, I'm going to get on a little tangent about child support here. I am not a big proponent of child support. Never have been, never will be, because in my mind, if they're a good father and they show up, why the heck do they need to pay? But with that being said, I am also not a proponent of taking what New York State does, which is 17% of his income. I did not take that. I made the choice to take less. That was my decision, and I'm okay with that. I took less to help him out because I knew he had a mortgage. He had a car payment. He changes his car every other month. Like I know that like we're both struggling, and we both live paycheck to paycheck, and it's not fair of me to take more than I need. All I have asked of him is that if I'm like, hey, could you help me cover this? Is that possible? I have never griped when he hasn't paid me. I have never been that girl. So now with that being said, does, has he has he ever been consistent? No. So the reason I struggle with that is because he knows that I'm struggling with the income that I currently make to sustain even medical bills for Joshua. So I don't understand why he can't help. And that has been a big contingent and a big frustration for me has been this. But something that has helped me has been finding ways to make multiple streams of income. And the pandemic with Joshua really helped me realize the importance of multiple streams. So that is why I have a YouTube. It's why I did Send why I do Sensi. Now please don't come for me the MLM. I know MLMs are not the greatest, but right now it gives me what I need financially. It's why I am pushing my Instagram. It's why I launched my financial coaching. It's this, this right here, I'm hoping turns into a multiple stream of income, but it's very much a passion project for me. It has nothing to do with earning money. I just love to be able to talk about various topics that I want to talk about. My co-parenting journey is not done. But those six things have really helped me navigate co-parenting. Co-parenting is not easy. There is no cut and dry. There's no book. There's no roadmap. There's no nothing, okay? Let's just be honest. But I've learned through the course of all the things that I'm doing to co-parent and to co-parent better that the tools in my toolbox to deal with him are better than that. Now, I also want to preface this by saying that I am also was not an abused victim by him. He did not hurt me. He did not abuse me. He did not. Do any of them. Now, did he manipulate me? A thousand percent. Does that make him abusive? Eh, I'm not a therapist. Okay, we're just going to say that. But again, he did not abuse me. He never has put his hands on me and physically hurt me in any capacity. Now, has he, has he been... Does he have an anger problem? A thousand percent. Does he fly off the handle? Does he yell at me? A thousand percent. He's never really physically hurt me. I say that because, and I guess as I say this, I don't know if like someone's gonna comment and be like, well, you're, that's emotional abuse. I don't know. I've been surrounded by yelling and screaming my entire life from my family and from relationships in my family. So I don't know what necessarily emotional abuse is. But again, I'm not a therapist. So we're just going to like, so my situation isn't the same as yours. There was no cheating. There was, well, correction. There was cheating in our situation, but we were at the tail end of whatever relationship we had, not that it didn't hurt me and not that it wasn't hurtful for me and not that I didn't feel pain from it. I wasn't as angry leaving it about the cheating, as he was, I was like, oh, you taught me, you showed me who you are, like, that was it, kind of thing, and, like, he ended the bridge of, like, me and him ever getting back together, um, kind of thing, so that is something else, too, that I felt like I needed to say, was that my co-parenting relationship is very different than, than someone else's co-parenting relationship. The stuff that I shared has helped me. My co-parenting journey is still going and I will still be talking about it, but I thought that this was a good introduction vi- podcast for you all to hear just kind of my co-parenting journey and where we are and where we're headed. You know, I hope one day Joshua's father comes around and spends more time with him because he's missing out on so much. Like, it's truly beautiful to see my son grow and change. And it's something that, like, I truly love and I wish he would partake in, but that's not where he is. And that's okay. I'm learning it's okay. Now, I'm going to speak something into the universe. This is something that I want to do at the end of our podcast is to speak about something that I would love to see happen for myself. Um, The reason being is that I am working on manifesting more, and this just feels like the right episode to start the manifestation process for me. So something that I want to manifest in this co-parenting journey is, not reacting to every single thing that comes out of his mouth. Why? What I mean by that is, is that I don't want to be at a place where I react because of my anger and my resentment towards him anymore. Don't want that. The second thing, I want to speak into existence. This is not about my co-parenting relationship. Well, kind of. I want to make an extra $500 this month to help alleviate some of the financial stress. Now, yes, I know I could take him back to court and make him pay me. But I'm a firm believer in that will make things worse. And I don't want to do that. Our co-parenting relationship is contingent on where me and him stand. So this is where I'm going to end it. Um, So where me and him stand. And what I mean by that is if we're getting along, he shows up more to see his son. If we're not getting along, he shows up less. It used to be contingent on if me and him were in a romantic relationship, I won't lie. Um, we were not. When that was taken off the table, that was a big part of the change in the behavior. So that's where I'm at in my co-parenting journey. Um, not very good at talking about it. And I'm sure I rambled all over the place. But I chose co-parenting as my first topic is because I'm hoping it can bring somebody hope if they're in the same situation as me. It was really hard for a really long time. And I'm sure right now because we're in a conflict season but also a calm season, that it's gonna be harder for us to get along and to do various things. But I really just wanted to do this to share my co-parenting journey because if I help one person, I feel like I'm doing my job. So thank you for listening to the Lexi Chronicles I would absolutely love if you left a review or if there's a topic you want me to talk about, hit me up by my Instagram. I'm going to put it in the show notes and I will see you guys in the next episode. So before I sign off, I just want to say my plan is to upload every single week, one time a week and see where this goes. So thank you for joining my podcast journey. Thank you for listening to my co-parenting journey and I will see you all at the next podcast.